0: Hi, it's Jen and Juliet. Welcome to another episode of Amplify Your Soul. We have Peter Dennis with us today. He is an author of various books that he'll hopefully talk about, and he is a renowned hypnotist that helps
1: channelers. Welcome, Peter. And I'd like to introduce you as my channel facilitator, the person who helped me channel uh, my guides, Angel Light, as they call themselves. And welcome to our show, Peter.
2: Well, thank you very much, both of you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here.
1: Thank you. Well, thank you for coming. So we'll just start off with the basics. How did you come into this field of being a channel facilitator?
2: Well, it certainly didn't start out on purpose. Um, I had a career going in business. Um, I was a human resources professional, worked for KPMG, Pillsbury, a few companies you never heard of probably. Mm -hmm. And... um, I used to be involved in training a fair bit. And in so doing, uh, one of the programs we had that was um, quite satisfying was goal setting and goal achieving. And I always wondered if we could somehow mobilize the unconscious mind towards goal achieving. Wouldn't it be really quite powerful and and something? So uh, when I retired, uh, 15 years ago now, I took a course in um, hypnosis thinking that's a way I could get to the unconscious mind. And lo and behold, you can. I started out, as uh, many hypnotists do, um, weight reduction, fear of flying, smoking cessation, things like that. But uh, it wasn't very long before some of the clients started asking more spiritual-like questions, things like, what is my sole purpose? Um, Can we visit past lives? What's resonating today from the past? Things like that. And there are ways with hypnosis that you can uncover some of those things. So more and more, my practice began to lean towards the spiritual. And uh, actually, after three clients started reporting past lives on other planets, uh, which really threw me back, I decided to look into that a little more and uh, invited a few people to come forward and um, have a little kind of research project, you might say. And uh, from that, uh, there were six of my clients who today are all channelers. And, um, you yeah, know, it was kind of interesting. The first was uh, Karen Ashby, who uh, uh, came to my home and uh, we did a past life regression. And I asked um, at one point, what are you doing? And she says, well, I'm in my spaceship uh, monitoring Earth. And I said, well, wait a minute. Uh, who are you? <laughs> we are the Palladians and more and more the conversation began to be we rather than I and at some point I think I clicked in and said oh, wait a minute we're, we're channeling here aren't we and they said yes you are and uh, so from then on really uh, I've been helping people become channelers I've gotten a little smarter at uh, some of the techniques I use but uh, I think I'm up to 83 now at this point uh, people who are channeling that I've worked with. So if I can
0: ask you you bring up the Palladians Mm -hmm. what was it like did you know who they were did you say oh I'll have to figure this out later like what if you could go back to that moment of being you know encountering them for the first time
2: yes I had uh, read about them and I think my sister gave me an audio tape recording them there's a woman who's been channeling them for a long time. I can't recall her name, but uh, anyway, I had heard of them. Yeah.
0: So it wasn't a surprise.
2: <laughs> well, it was a surprise that we were channeling. But, uh, you know, I, I think uh, the, the idea of the project was just to find out if uh, humans had been incarnating on other planets. And the channeling kicked in kind of as a surprise.
1: So what made you decide to, um, of course, you had that experience, and I'm sure that was a a wow moment. Uh, Was there a deciding factor or what was the deciding factor for you to pivot from regular hypnotism for weight loss and things like that versus channeling and becoming a channeling facilitator?
2: I'm not sure if there was a particular moment. There probably was. I just can't recall it. But uh, uh, certainly after the first five, I think I wrote a book about it. You know, I was kind of blown away. I got to tell some people. (laughs) I I wrote a book. um, And I think around that time, which would have been, um, Karen actually started channeling in July of 2018. So, and the book came out in, I think, January of 2019. And uh, I think probably around then, I started getting more people inquiring about it, and I would say sometime in 2019, I probably said, hey, this is going to keep me fully busy. And it's a lot more fun than telling people they don't like to smoke anymore.
1: Yeah, that does, that does sound a lot more fun. Um, I don't know, you know, if our human selves need to stop smoking and lose weight. But uh, going into the universe and finding out, you know, things that you can never imagine, right? I'm a huge Star Trek fan. And it sounds like, you know, you're getting Star Trek live in your home, all these stories, right? Now, when you were channeling, were you um, open to any being that came through or how does it work for you as far as channeling specific entities, groups, things like that?
2: Well, to be clear, first of all, I'm not an oral channeler. I've got enough on my plate without it. And I've had a conversation with some of the beings about it. I think it was the Palladians who were the most direct. And they said, look, you got enough on your plate without channeling. And I, And we just know you by nature that you're going to probably put all your energy into channeling and forget the other stuff, which is the facilitation and more important. In my most recent book, I really detail it all, just exactly what I do. And uh, as a hypnotist, I can help people get very relaxed pretty quickly. Now, you can do the same thing with a guided meditation. But generally, the person has to be quite relaxed and just kind of open and allowing. Uh, which isn't always easy, but it is uh, for for some. Um, We don't accept anybody. Uh, They have to be of the light. And I specify fifth dimension of consciousness or higher, but not too much higher because, as you know, uh, the human vibration level might be here. The entities being channeled are certainly higher, and they've got to drop, they've got to rise, And even then, there's some aligning to do. But um, so we don't want anybody too much higher than the fifth dimension. There are exceptions, and some ascended masters have come in right at the outset for some people. But uh, we um, ask that um, it's not necessary but helpful if they've had experience channeling through humans before. Uh, If they have some knowledge of the human brain and the English language, that's all helpful. And then we ask Archangel Michael to stand by and just ensure that they are beings of the light. And I can tell you, we have never, ever had a a dark energy show up.
0: So you brought up your book. Why don't you Mm -hmm. tell the audience a bit about your new book?
2: Well, thank you. Um, Yes, uh, it was interesting. In speaking with some of these entities, uh, the information they were giving me, I thought, this is fascinating. You know, it's got to get out to more people. So I started interviewing different ones, and I put them on my newsletter. And after about four or five of them, I said, wait a minute. You know, if I keep doing this, I've got a book. So I did it with 20 different ones. One of them was angels. Another was archangels, ascended masters, Palladians, Arcturians, Andromedans, authors You know, and so there were 20 of them. And uh, that was fairly easy to do. You know, I got Zoom and um, recorded the interviews and then synthesized them in my words. Um, after they were 20, I thought, you know, I've asked every one of them if they have messages for humanity at this time. And uh, often they repeated what I had heard previously. So I distilled that down to what I thought were the top 10. Messages for humanity at this time. So, the third part of the book is about that. Uh, The first part is really about what is channeling, uh, how do we do it, and um, exactly in detail, step by step, how I um, help other people to begin to do it. And my hope there is that other people, maybe ideally channelers, will pick it up themselves and give it a go. Uh, There's It's not an advanced science or anything, and uh, I think most people can do it uh, if they're sort of spiritually minded and, you know, have had a background with spirituality and and are just aware of some of the concepts. And um, I think they can, you know, if they're a meditation teacher, they can probably do it.
0: We're going to put the details of your book in the link, but why don't you give the audience the title and where they can find it? Um,
2: thank you. Yeah, it's called The Channeling Connection uh, The Being or the Process, the Beings, and the Messages.
0: You know, I have a question about the 20, and it's sure. fascinating to read the 20, and there were entities I hadn't heard of before, like the Hawthors. How did you choose which 20? And was anyone like, hey, why didn't you include me?
2: Well, I mentioned that I don't channel orally, but I think I do get a lot of, let's say, nudges. And um, so I certainly can't take credit for it entirely uh, or blame, depending on how you look at it. Some were favorites. Some were ones that I thought humanity might identify with you know, just being another civilization that was physical, maybe went through some wars, things like that. Um, I didn't outline criteria particularly. I just got kind of a nudge that said, pick this one, pick this one, pick this one.
1: That's amazing. Um, And in your book, was there any particular instance that you'd like to share with our audience that may be of Surprise or fun or just something Mm -hmm. that that stood out to you?
2: Well, um, we were discussing this a little earlier. uh, Jesus. Uh, Jesus is often known as Yeshua Ben Joseph. And he comes through a number of channelers. I had spoken with him when he came through with Ascended Masters some time ago. And... uh, Then afterwards, I was doing an interview with archangels. And lo and behold, Jesus shows up. (laughs) I said, wait a minute. You know, I thought you were an ascended master. And he said, basically, I'm everything. He said, I'm the closest vibration there is to source. And I can be anyone, anytime, anywhere, anywhere. (laughs) And uh, so in the book, uh, he shows up in a couple of places. A little different message, but basically his main message is self-love. And he said he was actually misinterpreted when he was on earth as Jesus. He said he uh, was quoted as love thy neighbor as thyself. And he says, no, you can't do that unless you love yourself first. And his uh, message was self-love. And so I asked him, well, okay, Uh, a lot of us think, uh, I kind of like myself. I don't hate myself. Uh, What's the problem here? (laughs) And he explained that there is a deeper meaning to that. I said, well, okay, any tips for how we can really love ourselves? And he said, yeah. So he gave me some.
1: That's what my guides are all about. My guides are all about self-love and they give Mm -hmm. me uh, inspirational quotes that I post on YouTube And uh, so that leads me into our next question. Do you find or have you asked why certain um, entities, angels, Jesus, archangels, Palladians, why they go through certain humans on earth? I guess (laughs) is the best way to say it.
2: You mean, why are they doing this or why do they? Why why
1: is angel coming through me? Why is Jesus coming through the person that channel Jesus? Why are the Palladians coming through that particular person? You know, is there something, is there makeup about that particular person that the channel um, entities come, is there a reason why they come through in that, with that particular human? Yes. <laughs> well, okay, <yeah. laughs> I mean, did you get any insight as to why?
2: <laughs> well, first, uh, let me say why they're here in general. Okay. Um, we are going through a major step in our evolution. We're calling It's called ascension. And it means that we're in a range of vibration or consciousness that is about to change for a lot of us. And we're going to a higher vibrational level, which means our consciousness will be expanded considerably. And uh, it's going to be a bumpy ride. As you notice right now, there's a lot of our systems and institutions that are crumbling. Now, that's a good news thing in a way. It's They're crumbling like you might say a kitchen renovation, you know, you tear down the old before you build in new and better. So that process is going on and they are here to help us through it because it's, it involves turmoil and um, major change and it's pretty bumpy. So they're here to help us. Now, as to who they pick, um, Juliet, I would say the beings who picked you uh, probably have been with you for quite a while maybe a spirit guides higher selves and they kind of like what you're doing (laughs) what you're like and uh so they kind of feel aligned with you and so they pick you um and i think that goes for most people that um some might start with their higher self and then go to others Uh, There are channelers like Kate Woodley and Karen Ashby who, they can channel anything, water, trees, animals, um, anything, because God or source is everything in various forms. Um, But uh, basically, the uh, channelers seem to blend well with particular individuals, and they know that, and so they're, they're selective that way, I think.
0: Just got the idea of your next channel book, which is nature. We could learn about water. We can learn about the trees, what the flowers have to say, what the landfills have to say. Um, (laughs) That would be interesting for those who want to explore consciousness existing in other forms. What does one need to do to prepare to be a channel?
2: Generally, when I ask the beings, what does this channeler need to do to improve the connection, they say two things, Um, meditate and get grounded. And I think that also applies to anybody who's looking to become a channeler. If you're well grounded and you meditate regularly, uh, you're likely ready. Uh, I'm often asked, uh, can anybody channel? Well, I really don't know the answer to that. I I think most people probably can. But the bigger question is, um, are they ready to channel? Sometimes there's a lot of baggage from past lives or ancestral memories or whatever that have to be cleared away so that they can. um, I think most people are capable of it once that's cleared up. But practice, meditation, and, and grounding is what, channelers are advised and i guess if you're not channeling then it's the other two
1: yeah i think that's with any spiritual work you really gotta gotta clear out some stuff um Mm -hmm. if you have some trauma and drama as my guides like to say from your lives uh from your life you really need to work on clearing that out so you don't hold a lot of anger or things of that nature before you do the spiritual work do you have a particular process when people come to you and say, hey, I want to channel? Do you have a certain selection process or question questions that you may ask them?
2: It's not that complicated. I usually ask, um, you know, what prompts you to be here or to do this? And um, I also ask them to tell me a little of their background, their spiritual growth and that kind of thing. Uh, People seem to fall into two camps, uh, those that are highly motivated and uh, are, have been working at their spiritual growth for some time. And then there's others that think, oh, channeling's pretty cool. You know, I can make a lot of money at that. <laughs> you know, and so uh, we move on from those. But, um, you know, and I'm citing extremes, I guess, but... Um, You know, usually you can pretty quickly tell if somebody's um, on a spiritual path and uh, they genuinely want to do this to assist others, uh, then sure, let's give it a shot.
1: Yeah, for me personally, I was doing automatic writing and I was told that I could verbally channel and I was really scared for months on end to try that. And I had you, I found you on YouTube and I think it was through Athena, um, who is a channeler online as well. Robin. killing it. Yes. And she channels Athena. And I thought I, I was, I think I uh, found you through her and I uh, kept you in my back pocket, so to speak. And then when I asked, I asked for a sign. And when I got that sign, I contacted you and it went, it went pretty quickly. It was pretty fast. And I was pretty surprised. Um, and it was interesting because when you brought me through the hypnosis i asked you later i said um well when you told me i was in the kingdom or something whatever i saw you said i never said that (laughs) (laughs) and i saw this whole picture as you were doing the hypnosis of where i was i think you let my imagination take over and for some reason i thought that um it was interesting because i thought that you had put that uh put that uh, notion that I was in this castle, which I saw in my brain, that you had said that. And later you said, no, I didn't say that at all. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that was an interesting process.
2: You, everybody. Uh, you know, I have a routine thats you could call it a hypnotic induction, or you could call it a guided meditation. But that takes you to a level of relaxation. And yeah, I think you're unconscious mind or whatever can kick in and take it from there. Um, You're not the first to kind of wander off, you might say.
1: Yeah, it was very interesting um, what I saw. And then I don't exactly remember uh, the sequence that happened, but I think by the third time I was channeling pretty uh, succinctly, like it wasn't a struggle at all. And they speak very fast. So I Mm -hmm. just wanted to say thank you for helping me with that. And I, uh, I would have never been able to verbal channel without your help. Uh, my ego was in the way. <laughs> so
2: well, I thank you as well. Uh, you know, every practice session I have with a channeler is a learning experience for me. I get to ask questions.
0: Well, I've worked with you as well, Peter. And I just want people to know if they have any fear of the hypnotism process or going under, I was hesitant about that. And you're, You, the person doing it, who's being hypnotized, I felt like I was in control the whole time, that I could have stopped. Like it takes you a little bit to come out of the hypnosis, but Mm -hmm. the whole time it's not like you go and, and you are completely detached or you have no control of the situation. And so I just wanted to put that out there that if anyone's interested in exploring their channeling abilities or learning more about it, hypnotism may seem scary and that was really the first time I had ever experienced it and it wasn't what I expected so I was pleasantly surprised to be there and have control.
2: Well thank you for that Jen and um, yes I'm afraid the movies and television have distorted it considerably. Um, It's really just a technique to relax deeply and uh, you're absolutely in control and um there may be ways you could voluntarily give up control, but I've never experienced that. Um, yeah, I think any time you can just stand up and walk out. But uh, And as you say, it sometimes seems to take a little time to come back, but it's almost like waking up from sleep. You know, you're not right on top of your game when you first snap out of a sleep either.
0: What advice do you have for people who would be interested in channeling?
2: Oh, uh, send me an email. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't mind having a chat with people on Zoom and uh, just um, see where they are in uh, approaching it. And, uh, yeah, probably the best way to get me is email.
0: In terms of channeling with people or having people come to you to get help being guided and learning to channel, have you noticed any difference of doing it by Zoom versus in person?
2: Uh, it was funny, the first 16 people I did were in my home, and then COVID hit. And uh, the next bunch, th- there's one exception, um, a fellow named Daniel uh, is going to um, be very public with this very soon. Um, he happened to live in Richmond Hill where I live, and, uh, but he's now in Mexico. Uh, anyway, he came to my home the first time, but we've done most of it over Zoom. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. Zoom works really well. Uh, The only difference is that um, I've learned some rapid inductions in hypnosis. So if you come to my home, I can get you into a hypnotic state very quickly most of the time. Um, If it's over Zoom, I've got to take more time and uh, kind of run a scenario. But otherwise, yeah, one's as effective as the other.
1: Well, that's good to know, because I'm sure people worldwide will contact you for channeling um, services. So they have.
2: have. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, One from two from uh, one from South Africa, one from uh, just outside of Paris, one in Mexico, two in Costa Rica, uh, one in Australia or Tasmania, actually, and uh, across the U.S. and Canada.
1: Well, thank you, Peter, for coming to our show and talking about channeling. And uh, how can people reach you? You had mentioned your book, and we know that's on Amazon. But do you have a website?
2: Yeah. It's PeterHDennis.com. Perfect. So Perfect. can put the three W's in front of it or whatever. And And we um, will put
1: a link to your website as well as your Amazon book below in the description.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. And the email is to the same domain name. So it's Peter at peterhdennis.com.
0: Peter, what advice do you have for people on their spiritual journey? Just general advice, not necessarily specific to channeling.
2: Well, I think those two things that I mentioned earlier, meditation is one of the, probably the best ways, one of the best ways to advance your spirituality or to raise your vibration and expand your consciousness. Um, Certainly, there's all kinds of things you can do one of the ones that I'm still wrestling with is to drop judgment. You know, we see something horrible going on in the world. Uh, We have to realize it's there for a purpose. It may be part of that tearing down, but it's all done by agreement. You know, we make these soul agreements before we incarnate, and some of us agree to be killed or whatever to make a point or to help people. Um, So, as well, we tend to judge people not knowing what their path is. And, um, you know, so if we can suspend judgment and be more allowing, more compassionate, kind, that kind of thing, that will raise vibration tremendously. What wonderful thank you. advice. Thank you. Oh, thank you. You say
0: raise vibration, and I I know there's the general concept of raising vibration. But what does that really mean to someone who doesn't understand it or who's new to the process? Like, why do we need to raise our vibration?
2: Good point. Um, It's basic physics. If you take H2O and you cool it enough, you're going to get a solid block of ice, very dense, very physical. You heat it up, the molecules vibrate or the spaces between the molecules that are energy, really, they will those particles will vibrate a lot quicker and uh, eventually you'll get water, less dense, less physical, heated up even more. The vibration is faster. You're less and less physical and it goes off as vapor. So basically the lower the vibration, the more density and physicality you have, the higher vibration gives us less of that and more advancement towards spirituality Our our real nature is spirit. We're just playing the game of uh, let's get into a world of physicality. Let's forget what we are and see if we can get out of it. And that's the game we're playing. That's pretty hard to imagine if you're a normal human being, but we are starting to get out of it. We're getting back to realizing what we really are, which is total pure spirit, part of the source part of all. We are just source playing the role of Jen or Juliet or Peter.
1: So raising our vibration helps us develop our spiritual gifts.
2: Absolutely. It uh, expands our consciousness, which means makes us more aware of what's going on around us and within us and helps our connection to source. Um, so a higher vibration is more spiritual, a lower vibration is less And you can kind of get a feel for your vibration because we have this built-in guidance system called the emotions. And if we're thinking a thought or engaging in a behavior that makes us feel good, the vibration's up. If we're doing something that makes us feel badly, vibration's down. So just keep thinking and doing things that make you feel good. And you're on a spiritual path.
0: And you can amplify your soul, which is what we are all about. And I really appreciate the level of detail that you went into in explaining why we want to raise our vibration and what it's all about. So thank you so much.
2: You're very welcome. And actually we don't have to, you know, this is a free will universe. We can stay mired in physicality all (laughs) for many lifetimes if we choose. But uh, most of us have had enough. We've learned the lessons of the third dimension. And uh, it's like we're graduating from grade three. You know how many times you want to repeat it. Once want, want you to learn most of it.
1: Good analogy. Well, thank you, everyone, for watching this episode with Peter Dennis. We'll put all the links below. And we'd love to hear your comments. And please subscribe.